So a bunch of us here at DNVR go to Green Mountain Dental Group to get our teeth cleaned. Our sales director, Lindsay, got her wisdom teeth removed there. A bunch of us have been in there also. Lindsay said it was literally, this is a quote, literally the best dentist experience of her life. So you guys should check out Green Mountain Dental Group. When you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they're going to hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush, uh, which will lead to healthier teeth and uh, less visits to the dentist down the line. So uh, hit up Green Mountain Dental Group today, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. You will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Monday edition. I'm your host, Adam Mattis, and I'm joined by two of my three esteemed colleagues, my most esteemed colleagues, I would say. I can say that because there's no chance folks going to listen to this after the fact. Um, <laughs> firstly, I'm joined by the man who is not enjoying watching the Dodgers right now. It is Eric Guido. I wasn't enjoying watching them earlier when I was actually watching them. Uh, it's much better to not watch them, though, I've, I've learned. Look at you, though. You got the the Nuggets shirt and you got the Rockies hat and listen, it's man. Bronco Sunday. Listen, man, I'm a, I'm a fan. I just love sports. They make <laughs> me happy. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just love I love getting down. I love uh, changing gears, too. Like, this year is messing me up because I, like, have seasonal gears that I go into, oh, like, like, put yeah. my brain into. So I don't, yeah. like, really know where to be. Uh, from an aggressive standpoint, like normally I'm a lot more aggressive, like during NFL, <laughs> I found like during the NBA, I have to be like more contemplative and like, uh, you know, like measured. And then when I'm in, you know, football mode, I'm like, it's a bloodlust time. Uh, but now it's baseball. Come on. What's going it's on? all weird. We're all out of whack. The seasons are off. Um, nature is, is not healing yet. And no, we need nature is like, <laughs> digging deeper and deeper into a hole. Uh, I'm also joined here by somebody who is looks like they're about to move out of their place. I see a bunch of boxes in the back. It's Harrison Wind. Yeah, the, the one move per year, about to hit the quota. <laughs> when, when is the big day? When's the big move day? Friday. Oh, I got some Friday and the weekend. I, I'm so busy that day. Otherwise, I, I would, cannot uh, believe I cannot believe that I helped you move your move your books or your uh, dresser in the snow. All for all for what? That was two moves ago. <laughs> <laughs> I still owe you that six pack. You never you never hit me up about that. I'm hitting you up right now. You better buy that thing. Man. <laughs> All right. Well, today's show, guys, um, we're going to turn our attention to the draft. And really, I mean, we, we've talked about this a little bit before the show, but we're turning our attention this week over at the DNVR.com. You're going to want to become a member because our draft coverage begins now as we ramp up 30 days to the draft. And then, of course, culminating with a giant draft show live. I can't wait for this. This is Every beat at DNVR has gotten to do our massive draft shows, and they've been awesome. They're like, uh, I've been so the... jealous of not having a draft show. I know. So now we get to do it, which it's going to be like a draft show. It's going to be an off-season breakdown. There's probably going to be all kinds of rumors and different things heating up. Might even be some workout videos. We're starting to see. I see Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. and Tori Craig working out in Los Angeles this week. That kind of got me best excited. Sh- best shape of their lives. <laughs> the it young looks guys like they were excited. at the Mamba Academy. Didn't Ooh, it? really? I um, think it goes by a different name now, but I think that's where they were. Oh, geez. And I know Monte Morris has already been posting videos inside the gym, so he's, you know, no, never an off season for these young nuggets. They are, they're hungry. Um, but we're gonna turn our attention to the draft, and today we're gonna talk about Alexei. I mean, we're, probably, we're early enough in the draft we're gonna have all of these names wrong, but I think it's Alexei Pukash, <laughs> Pukashevsky. I believe that's how you say this name. I'm just gonna call him Poku. Uh, for the rest of the show, but we're actually not going to fully get into a scouting, a little bit of a scouting report on him. 
more I want to talk about just the nature of unicorns because this is a if you don't know seven foot 18 year old one of the youngest if not the youngest players in this draft seven feet kind of awkward <laughs> kind of goofy looking but skilled like can shoot can pass can handle can do all these different things and it makes you think like wow that's rare or is it I don't know if it is rare um first of all I'm just going to start with that Harrison doesn't it feel like there's no, there's almost no such thing as a unicorn anymore because we keep getting all these weird skill sets and weird bodies and in particular seven footers. And so that's kind of the thesis of today's today's show is just, <laughs> can you have too many unicorns and, and are, is the league just going to be nothing but unicorns before too long? Well, part of the reason why we're seeing more unicorns has to be that in today's NBA, if you're a center, like you've, if you want to be an elite center, be elite at that position, you've got to be able to do everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Rudy Gobert was, you know, one of the best centers for these last like three to five years. But, you know, that position is just kind of moving away from guys like him or who are, you know, pretty one dimensional on the offensive end of the floor. So it's just kind of the way the league is going in that position. You've got to do so many things to, to be elite. So Rudy Gobert is elite at rim protection. Like he's probably the best in the NBA at it, but he's not great at all the other skills. So you would think, okay, a guy that's great at rim protection, he's got to be the best or second best or this or that. But it's like, no, if you can't do something, then teams are going to make you do that one thing. And then your, your usefulness gets diminished. I don't think it's that though, Harrison. I think it's this, the NBA opened up to Europe and Asia and Africa more recently you know, 30 years ago with the dream team and, and all of these initiatives to try to bring the, the game global. We're 30 years into this. And now all of a sudden, all these tall people from around the world are actually catching up and being good at basketball. So rather than just scouting seven footers, you know, in, in the U S you're scouting them all over the world. That's my theory. What do you think, Eric? Well, also I think there's absolutely something to that. And it is funny. Like all of these little seeds that are being planted around the world, um, are starting to like come to fruition. Like the game itself is changing, especially, yeah. I mean, the, the concept of a stretch five is like, didn't even make any sense until, right, right. I mean, it still basically doesn't make any sense, but uh, it's just <laughs> happening like more and more. And so there's guys that are in mean, all these unicorns for the most part are like a lot. I mean, they seem to be built in a lot more slight manner. Like they seem to be skinnier dudes that like you don't necessarily want banging down in the paint. So probably like traditionally a guy like, you know, like Porzingis or Poku, for example, like would just probably get beat up inside and you wouldn't necessarily like realize how much more valuable they could be if you could stretch the floor a little bit with them and like get them out of the paint. So it's like a new style of, you know, uh, coaching that's coming to fruition and, and, and scouting certainly. So the slight part is interesting because I think one of the things that's happening here is you have two types of tall people. There's the like shockingly fluid tall person, which would be like a bull bull <laughs> or Porzingis, you know, they're not like super graceful relative to a normal size person, but they're shockingly compared to other. And then it the other one is like, gangly. yeah, the other one is like Boban or like, you know, Yao Ming who like Yao Ming was an incredible <laughs> basketball player. But if you pictured him in today's NBA, it'd be like, Oh wow, that guy cannot move side to side. Or he just, he moved awkwardly. He moved like a giant. And these guys are seven feet, seven one, seven two, seven three, even with Porzingis, and they move not that awkwardly. And that that skill set seems to be getting more and more common. And this is why I bring it up. So we got our friend over at Cosmos, um, really, really smart guy, does the draft a lot. 
this weekend for the first time ever I heard the name oh god I've already forgot it Wemby is his nickname but it's like it's Victor Wembayala or something like that a French guy <laughs> seven foot three 16 years old who apparently is like the greatest prospect not just of the next three years if you put all of the big prospects over the next three years in he would be number one that's above Imani Bates it's above Cade Cunningham it's above you know a lot of the other names that have been more popular I'd never heard of this guy but he's a seven foot three, super skinny dude that just like has a silky jumper and like crossover. <laughs> and he's sixteen, and you go like, okay, Porzingis was so rare through four years, five years ago, and now it's like there's there's Wemby, there's Poku, there's KP, <laughs> there's Bull Bull, there's uh, Chet Holmgren, and there's a whole host- exclusively have uh, hilarious sounding names. That's so true, actually. Like <laughs> yeah. Wemby, Poku, Guku, Bopu, Lutu. <laughs> also like chet chet is definitely like chet. a bottom one percent name you can have and like be cool it's really hard to like do anything chet, with chet yeah, chet strikes no fear in anyone's heart <laughs> going up against chet this evening <laughs> and boo boo so, or who <laughs> so i don't know so this is my first question all these tall players coming in like michael porter is even six eleven. like all these guys are just so tall is this weird anymore? Is it still a little weird, Harrison? What do you what do you think it means that all these guys are so weird shaped and long and good? <laughs> yeah, another reason why there's more unicorns has to be that just the uh player development is just different yeah, now than true. it was ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like ten years ago, it doesn't seem that long ago, but like if you were a seven footer or you if you were like six six and destined to be a seven footer in high school. You didn't like shoot threes. You just right. worked on the your right, post-up right. moves. Yeah. You know, but now it's gotten to a point where no matter how tall you are when you're coming up, you're going to work on guard skills. You're going to work on shooting threes. You're going to work on ball handling. Um, so I've got to think that's another reason why we're seeing more and more unicorns now. I also wonder if it's just like player development and identifying these guys earlier. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit with uh, Miroslav, but Jokic going undetected for so long and then somebody being like, oh yeah, he's really tall and skilled. I just, I think that's becoming less and less common. I think nowadays, oh, look, a coordinated six foot tall eight year old, let's get him in the academy and let's turn this guy into the next, (laughs) the next great thing. And so you get that Wemby guy, he's 16 and you're like, okay, he's clearly had a lot of training. And and to your point, Harrison, not just like post up rebound, but like, Hey, let's teach this guy how to dribble and shoot and all these other things. So I definitely think that's it too. It's just basketball's a factory now. Yeah. And that's what I was, I mean, that's basically what I meant when I was saying, you know, coaching and, and scouting has changed. Like that was just, those were skill sets that were not coveted in any way yeah. in the NBA. So if like you have a, a tall guy that has dreams of making it to the NBA, he's not working on shooting. He's right, working right. on, you know, bulking up and, and, and banging down the post. And that's like not, that's not how the game is played anymore. So right. there's all these guys that would, thrive in Europe, you know, when you would come, you'd see the Olympic team play these European squads and you're like, man, that's so weird. These tall guys are out there shooting threes. Like, what right. is this? Um, and now it just makes sense with the, the way everything works. So I brought up Cosmos cause I asked him like, okay, you got Wemby. He's 16. I mean, he's not going to be in the NBA for three more years. I believe you got Poku coming in this year. You got Chris Stapps Porzingis been in there for a while. Bull Bull, you know, in but basically next year he's in and then you got that chet holmgren guy who's like two years away and i asked him just to rank him and here was his you know this was off the cuff but here was his ranking he said wemby by far number one poku next ahead of chris Stapps porzingis is he's very high on poku very very high then he had bowl bowl after um 
Porzingis, and then he had Chet Holgram, uh, the the lowest on the list there. So take that for what you will. He's Cosmos is pretty low on uh, on him, but let me just start at the top here, Harrison. If the Nuggets take another guy, Poku is a project. Seven footer can shoot, can pass, can do some things. But if they take another guy like that, what is your what's your immediate reaction going to be? Another guy that's like maybe a bust or maybe nothing but super high upside year away project you know all that stuff my reaction would be hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) the the nuggets need to draft poku (laughs) they need to draft him at 22 look oh wow (laughs) the nuggets can afford to take a risk they can um they're super deep it would be nice if they had a g league team that they could stash him and uh, develop his skill i think that could be uh, a factor that goes against them selecting poku they just you know they don't have a G-League team. He'd have to ride the bench. He'd have like a bowl bowl type year. It hasn't mattered though, you know. Like as much as I want to say that and kind of throw it at the Nuggets, like they've developed. Michael Porter took a year off. They had Monte Morris took a year off. People forget that, but he took a year to go down to the G League. They got now bowl bowl. Like just, it seems like it's worked for him. Yeah, he's just so perfect for this team, man. He's from Serbia. He's got the international <laughs> yeah. stop flair. right there. That's he's, all you need. He's a long boy. Like, this guy looks like he's playing in an and one mixtape tour, like with some of the passes he's throwing out there. I wow. love him. I'm going to go I'm ahead and say, him. like, that's exaggerated. We need for the draft, we need, like, a button. I'm going to have to find a draft that's, like, that's a little exaggerated or something like that. Because anytime <laughs> you talk about the draft, things can go high. All right. He threw a few nice passes. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to say it was and one mix. Why don't you compare him to Magic Johnson here? Okay, for the passes that those coaches over in Europe allow you to throw, they were pretty, uh, pretty imaginary. I watched, uh, I watched a uh, the the scouting report, the first one that came up in in Google, the whatever I searched uh, on him, and it was, I would say, it was mixed. I would call it a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so, that, like, and I actually really appreciated that. Uh, but, you know, right, right. the and the one mixtapes you watch are just only them doing like crazy, They're, yeah fun stuff but this was like a lot of him like throwing it behind his back to somebody but directly out of bounds or like super egregious three-point air balls and stuff like the, mi- the, the mixtapers like ball is life and in those high oh, school ones so those terrible. are the the worst like you watch lonzo <laughs> so, ball right like right, a skill whatever <laughs> and it just it just dunks yeah you're just like okay so this guy dunks a lot like no but yeah. you know the highlight's cool because it matches the beat and you're like all right well i don't know anything about this guy it is uh, amazing like there's not, nothing quite like the the scouting video or that the and one video i guess and um that and like the taking the one to two clips about a guy and being like, so I thought you said uh, Jokic couldn't defend or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got one real. clip of him doing it. And you're like, well, I guess that, that, that settles that. Yeah. It's so I guess true. it's over. <laughs> oh, I thought you guys said Rudy Gobert was a good defender. It's like a picture <laughs> video of somebody dunking on him. Like, well, th- other than that one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would love it. Like JJ Reddick's high school of hoops hype made it. Or, or not hoops hype, but ball is life made it. It'd be like crossovers and dunks and <laughs> wicked defense. They'd be like, look at this guy. He's amazing. Blocking shots everywhere. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we get back, though, I want to ask the serious question about, we don't know if Poku's good. Let's assume he's a Bull Bull clone. The question just is, does Denver need another Bull Bull? <laughs> and that's a real question. I think it's an interesting one, but we'll answer that on the other side. Yeah, guys, if you're picking up some Breck Brews this week, make sure to check out the Palisade Peach. 
Uh, you can get it at your local liquor store, King Super, Safeway, wherever you get uh, Breck Brew and your beers from. Get, we're getting good reviews. People have been writing in saying uh, they've been getting that one, taking pictures. Fantastic. Oh, so good. Everybody likes awesome. Pete. A 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, if you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Uh, also, guys, make sure to download WGT, World Golf Tour, and then search for the DNVR3 Country Club. WGT Golf is the official gaming partner here at DNVR. And a lot of you have uh, joined up, entered into the clubhouses. So we had to open Not, not that many if we were still on DNVR 3. I don't want to be the Charles Barkley. Well, here, here's something, though. Here's something. Each clubhouse holds 250 people. That's right. So we have at least 500 people from yeah. the DNVR community playing WGT. So that's pretty cool. We got to get more people on. Or yeah, else we do tournaments. <laughs> we do tournaments on the weekend sometimes you can win cash prizes so download wgt search for the dnvr3 country club you guys see my dog is so like so sweet you guys see this over here he always oh. comes yeah he always like he never lets me be alone you know it's same with my <laughs> wife if they go anywhere she's like all right i'm not gonna let you go over to the office by yourself i'll go sleep next to you um all right so back here we're talking about unicorns we're talking about poku alexi po- pokashevsky and I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong, Serbia. I apologize. This is I remember I called Can I called Chanchar Kankar back early early in the process and people never have said unbelievable. Um but here's the question, Eric, and I'll start with you. We got Jokic. He's a unicorn. He's a seven foot he's a center who's also a point guard. You got Michael Porter, he's kind of a unicorn. He's six eleven, like wing. You got Bol Bol, no questions asked, he's a unicorn. Is three unicorns, is, is that a full herd? Or is like, can you have a, a larger herd of unicorns on one team? Then you feel like this is a better question for one of your two daughters? I don't know. Like, how many unicorns can you have? Like, what, like I have many, so many uh, unicorns. I have so many unicorns in my house because my daughter, my oldest, this is loves what I'm them. Saying. Yeah, we actually have a skeleton unicorn inflatable uh, now. So there's an inflatable wow. skeleton <laughs> unicorn out front, which. Wow. See, this is my point. Like, I, I, if, if you ask fans of unicorns, there's no such thing as too many unicorns. So, <laughs> so true. Uh, the point, I, you know, I honestly, like, the Nuggets are in a place um, just drafting and, and team building that they are just in grab the best player available yeah now. they are it could be a lot of like develop and trade i mean they just need to like they just need to get whoever can be intriguing and like might push um the current squad but like they are i mean they there's like no openings for any rookies for some time oh that's so so. that's such a good point because that's exactly it like i don't think any team that brings poku over is going to like count on him maybe he might play uh might be in the g league or whatever but denver especially would be just like all right dude yeah first year's a red shirt you're gonna be here like almost all the guys have done it and there'd be that but to your point denver needs if you just said like what do they need they're good at the guard spots they're good. They can always use an upgrade, of course, like for the shooting guard. But they got they've got guys that are good. They're good at the center and forward spots. So they need like a wing defender. But I don't know if there's a single guy in the draft that you're going to be like, ooh, as a rookie is going to step onto the yeah, court no. and save Denver by going and guarding LeBron in a playoff series. No, it's not going to no. happen. That, like they're they're high. They're, their positions of like high leverage are all covered. Now it's like anything that they want to add um, is going to be by bringing in free agents 
um, signing, you know, like veterans and, and, and bringing like veteran presence to the, to the team. There's no, I mean, there's no more youthful exuberance that is required in the Denver Nuggets. Like it, 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 I can't even imagine. It's like hard to imagine Bull Bull getting meaningful minutes. It's hard right. to imagine. And he's a year um, in. Yeah. He already yeah, did it's hard to imagine. Yeah, it's hard to imagine PJ Dozier getting meaningful minutes. I oh, mean, not outside for me. of injury I can and stuff. It very like, easily. Well, I, can, I can imagine it very easily. Well, I guess so. I mean, but it really just all depends on what happens with. But the, the point being, like, yeah, you know, like, I, like take him. I don't know, like, any, like anybody <laughs> that you know, like you could you could ignite the imagination of other GMs, or you know, maybe that means that Bull Bull, somebody further down the line of um, development, can actually be traded out if you have somebody else coming right. in that can get you the type of piece that you actually need. So, I mean, it sucks because this is the flip side of it is you get one of those guys like a bowl bowl and you're like, okay, well, worst case scenario, you develop him and trade him. And then like you have him and you see him play for like two minutes and you go, Oh, we can never trade this guy. Like (laughs) so great. There's no drew holiday. No, I'm not including him in a drew holiday package. Get out of here. (laughs) So it's like, this is what's so funny. And uh, you just never want to trade away guys. Um, But Harrison, same question to you. Can you, can you, can, can Denver use more unicorns? I agree with what Eric said. I think they're in a position to just draft on upside and talent and not really worry about a position. I I will say, though, the fact that the Nuggets do have their core, they do have Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Nikola Jokic. You could throw a bowl ball into that if you want. He's not yet, but we're hopeful. Yeah, they have their top three guys, a, a clear top three. Like All three of those guys can you know pour in 20 a night. Uh, they can all be primary offensive options. The Nuggets are still trying to fill out the rest of their roster with the right role players for that group. And yes, it's going to be tough to do that for like tough to count on a rookie to do that, you know, especially on a team like the Nuggets. But, you know, if there was like a great three and D shooting guard in the draft that fell to 22, I think the Nuggets could talk themselves into taking that guy. If he would project as the perfect role player to play alongside those other three. So I'm with I'm with you guys that they can afford to gamble on talent regardless of position, but they still need you know a few more role players that fit this system. Maybe the best way to acquire role players for Denver is to just get as many high upside guys developed just through that first stage of development. I mean, we looked at Bull Bull. Let's say Bull Bull plays like he did in the scrimmages and seeding round for the first three months of the season. But it's just also clear that Denver doesn't necessarily need him. Like he's like a luxury, but, and then it's like, Oh wow. Bull Bull was actually good. Every team wants him. And it's like, okay, now we can get some really good role players, like two or three of them out of one player. That might be Denver's best strategy is to start just looking at the, I mean, it sucks to say as assets, but really that's to look at it that way is, Hey, this is a poker chip that might grow into something we can trade. That's absolutely. And not only, that I mean, as far as Denver is concerned, we. Yep, I'm interested to see what it looks like with. Um, oh my gosh, uh, I can't. I'm spacing his name. The new GM, Calvin Booth. Uh, oh yeah. Him, him. Like I, I don't quite understand the dynamic of the front office. Like if Calvin Booth is the one that's sort of working the phones and like trying to cultivate trades and, and things like that, and maybe Tim Conley focuses more on draft or. Uh, I don't think it's. it's I don't think it's shared, that. I think it's all shared. What I would say is I think that Tim comes from a certain background. He knows a lot of people, but from always as a front office person, like scout, whatever. And Calvin Booth comes from another background, 
player you know like yeah. so so they have like those sort of a giant network combined and different yeah. backgrounds to, for perspective i mean my 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 take on the entire thing is like i see tim Connolly as like a really strong talent evaluator and like not right. a great poker player mm. and um, i'm hoping that calvin booth is more of a poker player mm. but the the idea that the way that denver is currently constructed like you know, they just, they're just lousy with prospects. They just draft really just so exceptionally well and then right. don't always quite know what to do with it. Like right. they turned Wancho and Malik into Kata, you know, like into and maybe, Poke, maybe Poku. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I, Poku. you know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, it, from that standpoint, it's like law of diminishing returns. So if they right. could also, if they could somehow get, you know, just the, the, the brain of or the, the scouting ability of Tim and then yeah. be able to be a little bit more, um, you know, crafty when it comes to turning those into assets and, you know, moving upwards through purely drafting and be able to get the, the top free agents that we always cover or covet and, and aren't able to necessarily get like that would be the ultimate situation in my book. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, they just they just need to draft this dude because he's interesting. <laughs> Although, do, do you think that the, do you think that we're gonna draft this this have a draft pick this year? Well, we do have. Uh, do you th- Denver, I mean, do you think do you, do you think that, that we will end up trading that? Th- th- that's question one. Does Denver want to? And then two, can they? I mean, there's a whole there's just so much uncertainty this summer that I I feel like more teams are going to stand pat than usual. Especially like if you're not a contender, you probably just look at this and go, okay, well we're we're still a year away like i don't know um you know memphis i don't know how active they're going to be or phoenix or those teams because they're not quite in it yet so i i feel like a lot of these teams was big like, oh, whatever uncertain year let's run it back and save cap space and flexibility um so i don't know if they'll even be able to but does the th- fact that he's serbian move the needle at all i mean we joke about it but Jokic having another guy that he can talk to that's Serbian and and has at least you know I don't I, I feel like that actually moves the needle a little bit for me Harrison. Totally, it totally moved the needle for me. I mean, I would love him if he was just an international guy, but <laughs> I love him. I love him even more because he's Serbian. Um, but the the Nuggets they want to play this beautiful brand of basketball. They want to play this unselfish brand. Uh, they want this read and react offense. That's you know the European way. So I, I think uh, that sometimes, definitely sometimes. Moved, I will say I'm going to say this that's some you're, there's not like all of Europe is one you know uh, homogenous like type of style of play well, sure um, so I don't know but um, <laughs> I don't know I just feel like the Serbian connection would be a real thing <laughs> I've said for well, a long time I want Bogdan Bogdanovic here for it <laughs> well I agree with that don't you think and I like this is like this is like when you're you like go to a party and uh your wife or girlfriend's like oh here's um you know my friend's husband why don't you two talk like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. hey Nicola <laughs> here's an 18 year old kid that speaks <laughs> the same language like what if this kid sucks I don't know like <laughs> that's so true like, like what it, if you were just like in Serbia and they're like look here's an American and it was like <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah totally and you're like oh Man, god this is the worst <laughs> it's a good point but i have to think there's at least some sort of like you know uh, yeah. also Jokic getting to play the big brother i mean it's his countryman so it's all he's also going to be a part of the national team going forward and and this or that so maybe he gets to play that role of like well now i have to be a leader 
That's what if he becomes human? What if he's like a big brother to him? Like his brothers are brothers to Jokic. He just <laughs> like puts him in headlocks and stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, the kid could use it because that's another thing I have on here just from watching him. He looks pretty soft. And I hate saying this about oh, prospects because you never know. But oh, Mike, boy. this dude looks like he actively <laughs> avoids contact as much. Yeah. And he's teeny. I mean, he's kind of built like Bull Bull. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. He, uh, I mean, we got, you know. He, that's why he need he needs Jokic and and Kankar in his life. Kankar, Chan he definitely Chan needs, look at us. We're all screwed up. He definitely needs uh, Ch the Chanchar workout plan. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Every a real concern about Poku because he's playing in what the second division, or like he's playing on the B team for Olympiacos. He's playing like twenty minutes a game, so he's not playing against like the best competition either. And you know, just talking to like some scouts the physicality aspect is definitely a concern. Definitely. The nice thing is to your point though, is he's 18. He's so young. Like you could spend an entire year just being like, yo, you have to go up against uh, Ryan Bowen's just going to get physical with you. Every, every get chance charge is yeah. going to get physical with you. And you're just going to practice over and over I again. He's going to drop, drop buckets on your head too, dude. <laughs> well, I also get a little, I'm not going to lie. I get a little excited with the idea of like Jokic and Bol Bol playing one-on-one -on -one after, you know, how, you know how players will hang around and play one-on-one. -on -one? And if you could just throw a Poku in the mix there and it's like, all right, we got all these tall, like super, tall skilled players playing the funniest but also like most incredible version of one-on-one -on -one. and that turns into a full spectacle at that point it would though in, in the funnest in the most fun way um last one here eric somebody I, maybe it was on our show actually i was one of you guys talking about like gordon hayward is he an option for denver and i just thought like if denver if denver got gordon hayward they'd immediately become the least cool team in the nba and everybody <laughs> would vote against him but i and i have to say Poku, and I'm judging a book by his cover here, doesn't look like the coolest dude. <laughs> like, just from, like, a street cred. You know, like, if if, po if Denver gets Poku, I don't know if that moves their – I think it might move their Q score down quite a bit. Yeah, well, in your Early defense, in your defense uh, the coolest part of a book is its cover. Like, that, that's, you can absolutely <laughs> judge the coolness of a book by its cover. That's, that's a good um, point. Uh, he's not cool, no. Uh, but you know what? Jamal Murray now very cool. Jamal That's Murray true. Made an ultimate cool jump, and so um, I feel like it's so true. Jamal Murray is doing so much heavy lifting for the Nuggets' coolness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's totally not a coincidence cool that everybody's jumping on the Nuggets bandwagon now because it's like, oh, I got Murray. Okay, cool. I yeah. got my guy. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Nobody like nobody was nobody is still interested in in jumping on the the Jokic cool factor. It's just really not there. Yeah. So, I, but do the Nuggets need to be cool? I mean, is that really is that the, the best? Um, way for the Nuggets to, to break through is to be a cool team. I mean, I, I don't care. I'm over really? the Nuggets. <laughs> really? Team. You're no, over. I think it's serious? actually. I think it's actually very cool that they're so uncool. Yeah, there's like they're, <laughs> it's hip to be square, man. Like the yeah. Nuggets, uh, they're they have got they've got something special. And they don't care what you think. And their their Q score might go down here, but their Q score would go up in Europe. And I'm so about the Nuggets just being like Europe's team. <laughs> like, just like everybody in Europe, like your casual NBA fan, you just their favorite team is the Nuggets. Yeah, just give up on Denver entirely and just strictly <laughs> go after Europe. <laughs> not a not a bad strategy. Not a bad, not a bad strategy at all. All right, let's take our last break. On the other side, though, I want to talk about. I want to continue to talk about Poku, and again, it's more in the abstract. But we've talked about the Long Boys. I want to talk about him playing not as a not, not not taking him as this like trade asset down the road and development. I want to talk about him as a long boy that fits into this lineup of all seven footers and you know why the f not. So we'll talk about that in the final segment. 
Yeah, guys, Green Mountain Dental Group, located in Lakewood. They are the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're also extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. Bunch of us here at DNVR, we go to Green Mountain Dental Group, and when you set up a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, Sonicare is an awesome brand. I think they usually retail like $50 and more, so you're getting a great value there. Again, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. Walk out of there with a free Sonicare toothbrush. And you guys can also subscribe and save 20% with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Uh, we know a bunch mm -hmm. of you have taken advantage of the one-time code, but now you can save 20% again off of your favorite coffee with that subscription. You can get your CBD-packed Strava Craft Coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and you can get 20% off any product you are subscribing to with the code DNVR20. All right, back here, final segment, Monday edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast. We're talking about Poku. We're talking about unicorns. We're talking about the draft. And all right, we all have a hard time doing this because the Nuggets already have Michael Porter, Jokic, Bull, Jeremy Grant. We have a hard time envisioning all of them on the court together. But there is a scenario in which they do. Michael Porter, why isn't he a shooting guard? Like, is it, is he really that incapable of doing it? I guess maybe the pieces have to be right. Can Jeremy be a three? Can Bull be a four? Can these all, can these guys all fit? I actually honestly believe that they can. I don't know if they can for a full game. I don't, you know, they're going to have some, maybe not against everybody, but I do think there's going to be a point when it's like, hey, they're all skilled. Do they all have weaknesses? Sure. But four, seven footers on the court who can all shoot the three, good luck. I don't care that they can't like contain every, you know, Ish Smith all of the time. They got enough length to make up for it. But then that brings us to the next question, which is, all right, well, why not Poku as well? Can you just get a team full of such unique players that their other opponents are constantly like, I don't know what to do, man. Like, so just, I'll go, I'll go to you first here, Eric, cause you're kind of cracking up at this. <laughs> Why do you think it's a fallacy us, us doing this thing where we're like, oh, you can't have that many tall players, even though none of those dudes fit in any box. They're all like they don't they're none of them are actually a specific position. They're all invented yeah. positions. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers just won a championship after half of just being bigger than most teams. Right. Um, but they were like traditionally big. Like Anthony right, yeah. Davis is the only like semi unicorn in that bunch. It could the Nuggets win with <laughs> just a bunch of seven footers that are all flanked outside <laughs> three point line. I mean, I don't know. The game changes all the time. Like if you can put the ball in the basket, you can win a basketball game. So why not? Let's like, uh, it's, I, I, I have no idea. Like uh, <laughs> it, it seems insane, but we also saw the Nuggets roll out a lineup, not that dissimilar from what you just described against what the Pistons or something in the, in the bubble. Who was it against? The Wizards. Oh, the Wizards. The Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it, you know, they won the game. It was the clunkiest. Most yeah, but it was the Wizards. In my entire life. The Wizards like didn't have any of their top eight guys there, and they were the worst team on the East anyway. So it's like a <laughs> yeah, really yeah. weird. But but to your point, and and also like Bull Bull, that was his first ever game. Like <laughs> Michael Porter was only like his thirtieth ever game. So there was you know it was a little clunky, and also Mason Plumley, you know, not a unicorn, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm in. I want to hear what Harrison has to say, though. But I, I'm in. I I'm buying. So the, the thing that always stands out to me when I watch Bull, and even in the G League and just in those seeding games and the scrimmages, he, like, throws defenses off because they've never seen a guy yeah. that's, like, 7'2", who handles the ball and can cover the amount of ground that he can. Like, you'll see guys – 
just shoot jumpers that nobody else in the league can block, but Bull can block them. And the reaction of that guy shooting the jumper is like, what just happened? So I do think there is something where you throw a bunch of these guys on the court and the defense just has never seen that type of thing before, or the offense has never gone against a defense with that much length. And just, you know, it makes you a little uncomfortable if you're the offense there, just kind of throws you off a little. So I do think there's something there. Just throw a bunch of those guys out there and, um, you know, maybe it's like a, uh, it's something you go to for stretches at a time. It's not like your most played lineup, but to, to change things up, to change the pace of a game, to throw a new look out there. I, I, I think there's something with that for sure. I'm telling you, I'm sold on this. I think that this is 100% the like not seeing around the curve of the NBA. And I'm not saying, look, there is a breaking point here. If you're just like, you can't have six, five Bobons, right? Like you have to have, they have to have some skill set. They have to have some skills, but all of these dudes can shoot. Poku, the worst shooter by a mile, I think of all those guys. Like he, he has the pieces there to become, I think a great shooter, but the numbers yeah. don't quite bear it out yet. But he can pass, he can handle, he can like bring the ball up the court. And I just think there's something too, we're not seeing around the curve here. We're not seeing that, hey, why can't Bull Bull handle the ball in a pick and roll? Like he's not that far. Of course, you're not going to run it traditionally, but do we have to be afraid every time he puts the ball on the deck? Same with Jeremy, same with Michael uh, Porter. Obviously, it's true of Jokic. And then if you add another piece to that, at some point you just go, yeah, they have a few weaknesses, but those are so disguised. You know this, Harrison, from playing. You know when there's a seven-footer, like a tall – I don't know if you've ever played against seven-footers, but a really tall guy that blocks shots, and you're always just like, okay, where's that guy at? Because I don't want to – I can't get into the paint because this guy's going to block my shot. Can you imagine having four of those guys on the court? Like, you, no matter what you were doing, you would have to, like, be so deliberate about your movements because there's always somebody lingering or hovering over you that's about to block the shit out of you. <laughs> it would also give you another chance to play a, a zone, which I'm all about, throwing that look out there. Yeah, or just switch everything. Like, you're not afraid. Yeah. I think even less than a zone, it's just, okay, we don't care if Jokic gets switched out onto Russell Westbrook because there's four dudes that are right behind him that are just so long that it's confusing. <laughs> Um, kind of like imagine if this style of basketball you're describing is enjoyable to watch or if it's just like or if it's just like kind of it's like effective but if they like- can shoot like if these dudes can actually shoot it's the <laughs> most enjoyable basketball ever i mean think about how funny it will be if bobo is just like draining threes on a team that's just like would be amazing damn it if you're just <laughs> watching the game and just laughing because it's just so ridiculous the entire time which happens almost every time bobo takes the court you know what i'm, I'm in I'm, I'm totally in i'm telling you it is i think it is going to be funny when they're like okay so and so shutting down Jokic and murray and mpj and then bobo's just draining wide open threes at seven foot three and people are just like what the hell man we had to put clay thompson on him because he's we don't, we're out of tall guys <laughs> so incredible i'm completely and i've changed my opinion on this one thousand percent let's go baby let's get him i am too and i'm not saying like i haven't done my the research enough i got 30 days before i can really come up with who i'm, I'm picking and i don't poku to me looks like he has skeeta potential in him like there's a little <laughs> like, are we sure this guy's a legitimate player but i i'm still in with I trust Denver's ability to develop talent. I think it's always good to have players behind the player pushing them. So in this case, Bull Bull, you're going up and practice against Poku. Like, hey, man, do you want to get past or do you want to get better? And I just think there's something healthy about that for, you know, for those types of guys. But more than anything, I'm just not convinced you can't play that many talented 
awkward looking players at the same time, the same way that a couple of years back, you might've thought like 10 years ago, you might've said, okay, that's too much shooting. We need more mm-hmm. rebounding or this or that. It's like, no, if you have five elite shooters, nothing else matters. I think there's something to this with, with Denver as well. Put the ball in the basket. You win the game, baby. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. I'm so in on it. I mean, I think a lot of times <laughs> like there are certain players that just change how the game is played. Yeah. Um, and look like, if, if the Nuggets could be that team to try it, yeah, you never know. You, you never know. They, they, could, uh, they could start a whole new movement. I do agree with you that Poku will be the, the player that changes how the NBA is played. <laughs> it's, the one th- it's the one thing that I think we can all agree on. This guy legitimately can pass. That's one thing I'll say. <laughs> I mean, he's not Jokic, but yeah. he's – Oh, I he tell does. you, I watched on his mixtape, it was like six his passes come directly out of bounds. He was doing – he kept doing like <laughs> behind the back like Jamal Murray was in the playoffs, uh, but it was, in the, it was just in a gym. I'm for um, it. <laughs> Don't you remember the story, it. though, uh, going all the way back to Milojevic, right? The uh, Jokic's coach, and he was, like, encouraging him to do that stuff because he's just yeah, like, you'll yeah. figure it out. Like, you have the talent, so I'm not going to put you in a box. I, maybe Poku's the same way where it's like, hey, <laughs> let this guy spread his wings. He's going he's gonna to crash, but, you know, he'll figure it out. And I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't see the value of taking – the like guy you know is not going to be good because right. he feels a like tradition. Right. He's like a traditional right. Like he's a we need this guy. He's a he's a, does what we need. Is it for the yeah? If you're the- if you're picking for like fit at twenty two, absolutely. Uh, you got to be you got to be absolutely certain that, that you, you got a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because actually, it's what's funny is the whole sixteen game versus eighty two game player. Do you remember the player that was about? Remember, this is this was two years ago. Draymond Green came out with the famous, like, we're the Warriors. We need 16-game players. We don't care about the regular season. We need guys that are good. Do you remember who it was? Uh, Kevin Durant? No, Jacob <laughs> Evans. <laughs> oh, joking. No, it was Jacob Evans. And, like, they add Jacob Evans thinking, like, oh, here we have a guy who's, like, Got good it. at everything. It's like, no, he's not. He's actually not good at anything. <laughs> that's why it's funny. But that's why he's a perfect example of what not to – go for like hey i don't think denver needs to, a base hit here they might as well swing for the fences and hope one of these dudes pans out and if it's bull sweet if it's both oh, sweet they have both you're even better yeah they've absolutely given themselves that uh layer of cushioning where just through successful drafting and like you know giving themselves the i mean they have a runway of what five years i mean with these players right um so they can absolutely gamble and they, the, the, the the crazy thing is they put themselves in this position by gambling in the first place if they draft poku we need to have a long boy shirt ready to uh, go eric i'm done I'll you imagine how many if you get if you your team next year you've got you know dozier and mpj oh and God. and you've got you know maybe lonzo i'm not gonna lie guys i've been watching a lot of lonzo ball yeah, highlights lonzo. lately stop watching lonzo, lonzo ball highlights i can't i can't help myself i'm gonna be honest they've lifted me out of the i was in the dumps i watched the highlight i was back man ucla lonzo he's a player um but you got bowl you've got yoke you've got jeremy he had poku man the long boys oh baby unite well That's this big. was fun we talked ourselves into uh the unicorn gang i'm, I'm with it man yeah, do we actually need to cover any part of the draft from this point on? Like, we I guess not. It out? We have our guy, <laughs> unless a taller, skinnier guy enters the draft, at which point More we're going to shooting. Go that guy. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. I, and by the way, this isn't our last. We did poke. I wanted to talk about Poku because it was more about the idea of a, mm-hmm. adding a unicorn as more of like a narrowly utility player. But um, we'll have more on Poku as well as a lot of other draft prospects no, as we get, continue to go forward. We're getting deep, baby. Like the our draft show is going to be awesome. 
Oh I'm working God. on the logo right now. It's going to be incredible. We've like, been talking the, about this draft show for a while, man. I'm telling well, our it's draft be shows, the, Our draft show, like you mentioned at the top of this, like the draft shows we've done for all the beats have just been so awesome. And um, they're fun because uh, you learn a lot about uh, just the league at large. And yeah. yep. start to think about things you maybe hadn't uh, considered about these prospects. I mean, the, the draft, you know, every year, um, the only thing I it, like the tradition for me was when the season was over, which was generally before the playoffs happened. <laughs> the Nuggets, I would start to play the uh, draft lottery to see what kind of pick we could get, and then we start to think like, who could we get? Who could we draft? Who are these people? Um, but it, on draft night, it was like you know you, you see it, it just you see the the poorly done uh, you know little uh, highlight package on each one of these players. You don't really get much deeper than that. Right. But these draft day shows we do. Like, I feel like I know so much about all of these NFL prospects, all these NHL prospects now. Like, I can't wait to, like, be fully informed on all of these players coming in the NBA. So. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be great, man. Um, November 18th, we'll also have people at the bar. If you want to come and watch live, we'll have the draft show on at the bar. We'll have the draft. It'll, it'll be great. It'll be a great time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget we're going to be back all week. Don't forget rate, review, and, and subscribe on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Yeah, before we get out of here, guys, MSU Denver has mastered the art of online school. They've been doing it forever. And now online education is one of the only options we have. So if you're looking to go back to school, no matter what type of student you are, a first time freshman, or if you're trying to finish up your degree, check out MSU Denver online. Uh, you can see their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online. Uh, myself and our Ali Monroy took a class there this last summer. Uh, a great experience, awesome teachers, the contents, just super engaging. So uh, check out MSU Denver online.